Hello and welcome to Money Tips Podcast. This is Charles Kelly from London bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Now, excuse me if I'm not quite on camera here because I'm, I'm, I'm also recording this for my podcast which goes out on iTunes, but I'm also uh, putting it out live on Facebook Live uh, as well and I'll put, be putting this out on my YouTube channel, Charles Kelly Money Tips Podcast as well. Now, today in, in, in the UK, uh, it's Friday, 27th of May. Uh, we're, we're coming up to, a, to the, the weekend. And the big news this week is that the European Central Bank has warned that there could be a property uh, correction. Uh, this is across Europe, I guess. But they're, they're saying that the, the rise in prices, inflation, uh, the, the faltering economy, and of course, the, the, the war going on in Ukraine could actually push, it, push us into a property correction. Now, they don't use words like crash, but you've got crash and then you've got slightly uh, slightly less than a crash is called a correction like in the stock market we've probably already had a correction in the stock markets which uh, we've seen the nasdaq go down by what you know nearly 30 percent since it's high i mean if that's not a correction then it's almost bare it's almost a crash you know but properties tend to move slower and i think we'll see properties correct it, it you know a lot of agents are now saying that the market may have peaked but they put that down to the massive surge in demand uh, d during the, the last couple of years when everyone wanted bigger properties, get out of the city, that sort of thing. So we, we, we may have seen a peak in, in property prices. But that doesn't mean it's going to crash, but it, it could just level off or, or slowly decline if, if demand declines. But obviously you've got a lot of commentators out there saying, oh no, it's going to be the, the biggest crash since 1929. Well, we don't know that because the central banks and the governments could prevent that by just pumping more money into the economy. We just don't know what will happen. But obviously the ECB is warning of this. You know, obviously we've got soaring inflation uh, and, and fuel prices going up. And in the UK, uh, the Chancellor has just had to slightly backtrack and backpedal by bringing in a windfall tax on the oil companies in order to uh, satisfy the opposition and, and help people to, to, to get through this, this massive price rise. So what he's done is announced a five billion pound package. It's not his money, by the way, it's taxpayers' money. We have to fund this uh, either through higher taxes or, or more borrowing, but he's announced this package, five billion, to ease the burden on, on these, these energy bills, which have gone up you know, enormously. I mean, you know, even on my properties, they've just gone up you know, to stupid levels, they've doubled. You know, some people have gone up even more. And this is causing people real hardship where they don't know whether they can eat or heat. And, and in this day and age, when it's, we're in the, you know, the most prosperous era in, in history, it, it's very sad that we have to come down to this. However, uh, what he's doing is uh, bringing in this package. Every household will receive £400. It's a kind of a rebate. It will be paid through our bills. So we'll get back, I think, something like £67 a month. And, and then this money is then paid back to us in in the form of some sort of rebate or discount from the the energy companies if you're paying through a key meter there's other ways of, of doing that it might go onto your smart key meter you may get a voucher um, people who live on farms and that sort of thing and are not connected to the grid are not going to benefit from this uh, a lot of people in the countryside are complaining about that but the poorest will also get 650 pounds towards the cost of living um, so yeah th there is some packages there that's great um, you know, I, I can understand why, you know, the poor and disabled and the sick need this help. 
But most people need the help because they, they don't save, they don't manage their money and they can't manage any kind of crisis, whether that means uh, higher interest rates, car breaking down, things going wrong. And, and then they, they turn to you know debt and short-term borrowing. And in this case, everyone's, oh, the government's got to do something. The government's got to do something. Well, I think the government could do something more to help this in an instant. And that is if the, the, the America and Europe European Union and, and the UK changed the way that they are applying these uh, sanctions on Russia. Now, I, I could be accused of being, uh, uh, you know, treasonous for saying this, but why not exclude essential things like wheat and food and uh, oil and gas from the sanctions? I'm not saying remove all the sanctions altogether. And, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this from Ukraine, you might not agree with this, but if we eased up those sanctions on people, then by, by say excluding essential things like oil, gas, natural gas, you know, most of Europe depends on uh, this natural gas. And this is why we've got a shortage and it's, it's made the prices just go up like this, up in smoke. And so we, uh, you know, we're all suffering. So while the politicians say we're going to smash Russia and that sort of thing, uh, Russia might be sitting back and saying, yeah, we're ready for that. Just bring it on. We haven't got much national debt. We've got we've got reserves. We can survive. And let's face it, does he really care about his people if they're starving? No. But then in the same way, we're caught in the crossfire between America, Europe and, and Britain. You know, they're all, you know, fighting this proxy war in Ukraine and, and they're suffering and we're suffering by, you know, higher inflation, which is, has reached record levels. Uh, economies like the US dipping in the first quarter, the, the U, UK dipped in the last month, uh, inflation is now in double digit figures. So we're all in the crossfire. So I think a change and, and perhaps, you know, jaw jaw is better than war war, as they say, jaw jaw is better than war war. So why not talk to each other and say, look, okay, we're, we're, we're still going to impose sanctions and we're still going to take your yachts and people that are not even the president's yachts, but they're taking them and their money. But let's, let's exclude uh, natural gas and oil and, and wheat products and, and these sorts of things uh, from the, the sanctions because because these sanctions are hitting fertilizer prices they're hitting food prices they're th these these are going to come back in in the next year to really hit us it's so we're talking about fuel and that sort of thing but but these food short it's going to cause food prices rising and food shortages and in many countries we're seeing riots already in parts of the middle east and sri lanka there are real problems there so we've got to do something about this this war could drag on for months until until next year even but in the meantime people are going to be suffering we can't keep bailing out the economy with more loans and more uh you know government borrowing paid back on the never never we've already had this bailout in the last few years and and national debts have reached you know unprecedented level like wartime levels so let's do something about this because this comes at a time when the U.S. Federal Reserve is, is, is planning further restrictive measures to, to, to slow down the economy and, and, and increase interest rates to, to curb inflation. So that's going to definitely drive the U.S. into recession. And there's an old saying that when America sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. Well, when China sneezes, the rest of the world gets this virus and, and destroys the economy. But that, that's just a joke, by the way. Um, so that, that's what's happening here. And, and what do you think of my suggestion? Put it in the comments if you think I, if you think I'm making sense or am I talking rubbish? Just just say so. Say so in the comments. 
my, my, my suggestion is to change the way we're sanctioning Russia and exclude essential items like oil, gas, food, you know, uh, wheat and that, those sort of products and, and fertilizer as well. I'd, I'd add to that list. You know, yeah, if you want to stop selling McDonald's in, in Red Square, do that. You know, but let, let's, let's be sensible about this. We're caught in the crossfire. We need some action from this by the government. Don't just borrow our way out, out of this. Okay, now I also want to mention about some um, uh, estate agents and, and, and letting agents in general, because I feel that uh, estate agents and letting agents are putting many buy to let landlords like me at risk. This is where you use an agent to to find a tenant, to put a tenant in or to manage the property. You know, there are usually things like letting only services, but there's also full management services where you're completely hands off. They collect the rent, they deal with repairs, they deal with, you know, uh, annual gas safety checks and that sort of thing. And and you, you don't have to worry about it. You just get your money in less, you know, maybe 8%, 10%, whatever they charge. And then you don't have to worry about anything. Of course, they, they will ring you and say, hi, you know, there's a, a breakdown here that's go, it's going to cost two or three hundred pounds. Uh, and you say, OK, go ahead. Or you say, no, that's too expensive, that sort of thing. So that that's called management. But most people will go to a, a letting agent to find a tenant to draw up the tenancy agreement to um, to deal with the paperwork take up the references and then in some cases either give them the keys or help them to move in now that process is fraught with uh, problems if you don't do it right and and this is where i feel that a lot of uh, letting agents are are letting the sector down now not all letting agents not all estate agents are doing this but there are a percentage that are badly trained they're, they're, they're not keeping up to date with their CPD the continuous professional development they don't know what's going on and and you know do you did you know that there's been so many changes in the last few years that they, they just can't keep up with it a lot and especially the one-man band mom and pop operations now there are currently believe it or not you know how many pictures of legislation crisscross each other and affect uh, buy to let landlords and tenants do you know have a guess what do you think 10 15 20 no 160 pieces of legislation actually affect uh, the buy to let landlords now obviously the main ones are the housing act um, and the landlords and tenants 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 act but there are so many other things where it overlaps and crisscrosses with each other health and safety environments and all these sorts of things um, immigration you know right to rent all these things crisscross over so there's there's a big responsibility for for uh, landlords and if the agent gets it wrong the landlord is ultimately responsible and they could not only be fined not only not get possession of their property in the courts but but could go to prison if they get things wrong carbon monoxide monoxide deaths if it, if these things are not done and these things are not checked um you know obviously everybody knows you have to have a smoke detector in the house but did you know that these things expire not just when the battery runs out, but they, they have a, a, a use by date. And yeah, this doesn't happen very often, but you know, you know, it triggers an alarm. But if somebody, uh, if there's carbon monoxide in the in the property and the, the alarm doesn't, uh, carbon dioxide in the property, and it doesn't pick it up, then you, or a fire, uh, carbon monoxide or a fire, and these, these detectors don't pick it up and, and somebody dies in the property, it's not the letting agent will go to prison, it's the landlord. So this is what I'm saying. You've got to be very, very careful who you use and also not completely rely on an agent, any agent, no matter how good, to, to, to 
know everything and do their job properly you've got to you've got to check it yourself because you are signing you are you are liable there it's a bit like my accountants used to say sign this tax return and they've done all the work and you've you've relied on them to do it properly but at the bottom in the small print it says it says i am liable for this um i am responsible for this i have checked the figures i understand all these figures and sometimes even if you didn't quite understand company accounts you'd, you'd be signing them anyway because you're relying on them but when the, the HMRC come back to do an investigation, they go after me and the accountants say, we'll help you. And then they charge you to help you get out of the problems that sometimes they have put you into. Uh, you can take insurance for that, by the way. Anyway, back to property. Um, I've been shocked to find out things that, that, that agents didn't know. For instance, um, you know, in my, in my experience, I've found out that uh, people depend on these on these agents but actually they're they're not uh, coming up to scratch um, for instance did you know that if you don't give the tenants things like a, a, a how to rent guide and the prescribed information documents that this could result in a judge uh, refusing to give back possession of a property you know let's say for instance you want to evict them because they haven't paid their rent or they won't leave at the end of the tenancy term and you, you stand there before the judge and he looks down his glass, where is the how to rent guide? Well, what's that, you know? And then, uh, oh, I gave them that, yeah. Well, where's the proof that you gave it to them? Well, okay, uh, I gave it to them, but um, I didn't get any proof that they've got it. And, and, and where is the prescribed information? Oh, the, the agent didn't tell me about that. You know, and, and then he says, right, case dismissed, go away, uh, come up with all these things. You know. Things like that can really affect if, if you haven't handled the deposit properly. I talked to a landlord recently who, who was keeping the deposit in her bank account. Uh, you know, these are big problems and, and she used a, a letting agent. Another, another you know, I could go on and on, but you know, a year or so ago, I went round to some agents who'd let properties to friends of mine. And I said, well, did you know that you know, recently they've changed? You need these how to rent guide, the prescribed information. And they go, what information? What was prescribed information? And this was a letting agent that's been around for like 20 years. It was the oldest established letting agency in the area. And he, he didn't know, he didn't have a clue. Um, he's retired now and I think some new people have come in and taken over. But, you know, often it's not, they're not doing this purposely. They're not bad people. It's just that they, they can't keep up with it all. And, and you know, they, they maybe, or maybe they just get lazy. He was near retirement. I think he just had enough of it all and just got out. Uh, but they get lazy, they, they can't attend all the courses. And when I go to landlord meetings and seminars and, and courses, and I never find any estate agents there. And they're the very people who should be there because they, they need to keep up with this. It's not only government legislation, but it's local authority legislation where you know they can go in and if you, if you don't keep your property up to scratch, they can fine you up to 25,000 pounds. So you've got to be very, very careful here. Um, and I, I think it's particularly prevalent in smaller estate agents, one man band, mum and pop operations, you know, they're running around chasing their tails. I've been there, I've been a small business, so I know what it's like, you're trying to do everything. You're doing the marketing, you're doing the follow-ups, you're doing the, the VAT, the tax and everything. So you just can't keep up with all this new stuff that's coming. You read about it, you think, oh, I'll, I'll read that later, but it's just too much to take in. And this is not so bad for nationals because nationals and, and people that are part of a franchise network they have the, the support, the backup, the training. They're forced to do CPD. They're forced to, to, to do courses and say, right, I understand that. I understand money laundering. I understand um, you know, that you need a Legionella test in, in water tanks. 
I understand that you know you, you need to test the the smoke alarms on the day they move in, not just assume that they're working and then record it. I understand that you have to give this and that the prescribed information, the how to rent, and they have systems as well. Their system will usually uh, produce everything. So you put all the information in, it produces the tenancy agreement, it produces the information, it produces the how to rent guide. All of that is done, and and it's it's logged. Then it's not just going back to paper and say right sign here and and then you know that could get lost that could get mislaid this is all on on a system and you can only have that really if you're part of a, an organization because it's very very expensive to put all that into place you know these these software packages cost hundreds of pounds a month and a lot of agents don't bother they just use paper so you know and, and even their, their letting agreements might not be correct they might be out of date perhaps they're a copy of a copy of a copy so You've got to be very, very careful. Now, I'm not trying to scare you, but um, I, I would use a reputable agent. I would, I would ask if they understand all these things. You can find out these things very easily yourself, anyway, online on on the National Landlords uh, website and that sort of. But I would ask about all these things, find out, um, and you know, pick pick a, a a reputable national company and somebody who really understands you and and knows what they're doing. Because uh, the references is another is another area of importance. You know, do they pass all the reference in? Um, have they recommended insurance for you so that you wouldn't get loss of rent if if the tenant didn't pay or had to be evicted? So all these things can be taken into account. Now, my experience of estate agents over the years has been very mixed. I've had I've had some very good ones. I've got some good friends in the business, but overall the service level is poor. And you know, the estate agents are not liked in this country. They're not respected. They're up there with politicians and lawyers as the least trusted people in, in the country. And yet they're all trying to do a good job, but they just, they've just got that bad reputation. Now, my poor service over the last 30 years of property investing has prompted me, believe it or not, to go into the business. I'm opening up my own estate agency business. Yes, people have told me, don't do it, Charles. It's, it's a nightmare. Nobody will like you. Everyone will hate you. You know, nobody will thank you for anything. But I've decided to do it. Uh, it's something I've always been interested in doing. I've always thought about it, but never quite had the courage to do it. And now because I'm in part of a franchise, that, that's given me the push and, and the backup and support because I realised I could never do it on my own. But now I'm part of a franchise, which is Open House Estate Agency. They're a national franchise with 100 agents all over the country. I feel, yes, I can really do this now. So I'm launching. This is the first official announcement. I'm launching my own estate agency business, which will be called uh, Open House South Hearts at South Hertfordshire. I'll be covering areas of uh, like Watford, um, parts of just outside North London, really. Watford, uh, Radlett, Bushy, and over to Boreham Wood and, and that sort of area, the WD6 area. That will be my, my patch, if you like. Uh, but I'll have a network of people all over the country. So I've had excellent training so far for my, myself and my staff, my team. Um, there's excellent support there. And, and I've got the software package and the systems to run things properly so that, you know, that prompts you to, to, to prompts errors. It, it means you're not likely to make mistakes that you would make on handwritten paper or, or typed paper. So I've got the systems there. I've got the training support. Um, you know, I've been a, a week training now. And even though I thought I knew a lot, I found out a lot of things during that, 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 that week's training. Intensive it was, really was intensive. And it still goes on because I've got to do online modules as well. Uh, but I've got to go through some fairly rigid registrations now. Uh, we're, we're going to be part of the property ombudsman scheme, uh, property redress redress scheme as well. Um, so I've 
uh, going through all that now and I'll be launching sometime in June so I'll keep you posted on that but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. it's a very exciting time for me uh, I, I will be an estate agent now <laughs> but I'll still keep doing these podcasts I'm still doing my money coaching as well uh, but I'm, I'm gradually moving towards property coaching rather than just general money coaching so that that's because of where I'm going here now if you want to get into property yourself if you want to get into buy to let property and, and you need some training, can I suggest some free training for you? It's a, it's a virtual uh, webinar next uh, Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. That's the 1st of June. It's called uh, Property Investing Secrets. Now, I, I recommended one last week. Many of you might have missed that, but quite a few people did attend and said it was really, really useful. Uh, but if you'd like to learn the property secrets designed by the top industry professionals who've been in, in the market for a long time, it's two hours of really valuable content. It's not just going to be a sales pitch. It'll be really valuable content to show you how you can get started into buy-to-let properties, other types of strategies, uh, also raise finance and build a mighty portfolio in property. Despite all the problems going on and all the government legislation, property is still a great investment in my opinion. And yes, um, there will be more red tape, but that will cut out some of the cowboys in the industry and, and like with the state agencies, I think these new rules are going to gradually weed out the people that just can't keep up or the cowboys or the people that unfortunately just won't do the training and, and CPD to keep up and current with, with legislation. And this is very serious because, you know, this, this is the biggest investment people make in their life in property. So it's, it's really important that everybody gets this right. So uh, all I want to say to you is um, uh, great. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. If you want to, to do that free training, click on the link below uh, and, and you'll be registered. Now, tomorrow morning, I've got UK Property Talk at uh, 10 a.m. online, where I'll be talking about the number of uh, properties, rental properties growing in, in the UK. It's incredible. Um, and I'll be talking about how many rental properties and comparing the market with other nations, like you know the percentage of people who rent as opposed to buy here. And I'll be telling you which country has the highest percentage of actual property ownership compared to rentals in the world. And you and you, you will never guess what it is. Have a guess. Which country is it? Well, you'll have to watch tomorrow, 10 a.m. And, and, and I'll also be talking about agents as well, because uh, the number of people falling through the net and getting expelled from the industry is growing. And the, the highest area for that is London. So join me tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, for the UK Property Talk. I'll, I'll put a link up here as well for that so you, you can log in tomorrow on, on Zoom, that will be. Uh, but, but in the meantime, have a great day. It's Friday. Enjoy the weekend and do check out my UK Property Talk uh, webinar tomorrow, 10 a.m. Thanks a lot. Bye for now. Have a great day. Bye for now.